Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. M.S.W. Media. Hey all, it's Dan. Look, I know you're busy. You got stuff to do. I certainly don't want to waste your time. So strap in and hold on tight. This is a three-minute episode. This is what we're drinking with and done. This episode is all about the bubbly. That's right, sparkling wine. After all, tis the season. Weirdly enough, it was never anyone's intention to foster fizz in fermented grape juice. Those nose-tickling bubbles happen quite by accident. Carbonation has been showing up in booze since the first cavemen made a crude version of Pruno back in the Neolithic period. Primitive societies blame the mysterious appearance of bubbles in their wine on phases of the moon and evil spirits. In the Middle Ages, uh, the inexplicably effervescent elixir spooked folks so much that they took to calling it the devil's wine. The actual cause of still wine's carbonation is far more pedestrian. About 350 years ago, the Champagne region of France began exporting loads of wine to England. And during production, it often got so cold in Champagne that the wine's fermentation would stop prematurely. This would leave residual sugars and dormant yeast in the barrels. And after the wine was bottled up tightly and shipped to warmer climes, the increase in temperature induced a secondary fermentation in the bottle. Uh, producing carbon dioxide. Since the gas had no place to go, it went into solution, creating the iconic bubbly we know today. So while stories about a French Benedictine monk named Pierre Dom Perignon, you've heard of Dom Perignon, he was uh, the first to see the tendency of wines from Champagne to sparkle as a desirable trait. The, this story has been widely popular, but really the credit rightfully belongs to the 17th century London hipsters, who were the first to embrace the sweet wines that had become fizzy during the long journey across the English Channel. Eventually, of course, secondary fermentation was induced intentionally and became known as the Champagne Method. Today, the most celebrated sparkly wines still come from the historic province in France where Bubbly was born, and they're made primarily with three grape varietals, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, and Chardonnay. Another fact, Marilyn Monroe once took a champagne bath, reportedly took 350 bottles of it to fill the tub. And finally, the the little uh, indentation found at the bottom of many wine bottles, that little indentation, that thing's called a punt. Back in the day, it was there so the bottles would fit into each other when they were shipping. Modern glass technologies rendered the punt functionally useless, but it indoors uh, because wine consumers, unlike football fans, equate punts with quality. And there's your three-minute episode, all about the bubbly. <laughs>